Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tribe of Nerds. Really excited. Uh, Zach is back to talk with me about Uncharted. Uh, last year we did a series where we talked about all four of the main Uncharted games uh, and ranked the villains and the games as we went, and we said we wanted to do the movie when it came out, and crazy that it already got to the movie coming out, so we're really excited to talk about the movie today. Yeah, thank you, Jake, for having me on again. Yeah, of course. I I'm excited that we got to do this again. Um, and who knows? We'll we'll talk about it, but maybe there'll be, there'll be sequels. But I'm sure, we'll get to that. Um, so um, let let's start with uh, some spoiler free impressions to start. Like overall, for me, I know I enjoyed this movie. I saw it with my parents. Um, I enjoyed it. I have a few gripes that we'll get into, but it, I was entertained, and I think that's all you ask for when you go to a movie. So, yeah, I I agree. Like, of course, going into it, you have to have that open mind to know that they can't just pick one game mm-hmm. and do a movie off of that game, right? Um, because like you're you're getting rid of an entire audience. Like, if you haven't played the game, then there's really no point of you to see the movie if it's just going to be based off of one game. And I think overall they did a really good job of capturing like three and four especially, mm-hmm. but making it broad enough for an audience to just latch on to like the characters themselves and like the overall plot. So I, mm-hmm. I think it was a lot better than what some of the critics gave it credit for. Yeah, I was a little shocked to see the credits marked it down a lot. Um, like, is it the most well-made film? No. Um, <laughs> but I, I really, I can think of so many more films that are way worse than this. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree. Well, on Rotten Tomatoes, it was like 30% critic rating, but <laughs> 90% fan rating. Yeah, and I feel like that's what like that's what you need to know. Like the, it was generally well received by the fans, right? And I remember when my parents and I walked out of the theater, and I there were you know we had people around us that uh, had left the theater as well, and I had heard people other people enjoyed it as well. So that uh, it definitely checks out that the fans are enjoying this a lot. So, mm-hmm. um, so. Yeah, let, let's get into the cast now, so now the spoiler-free uh, stuff is up, so we, we can talk spoilers. Uh, so, uh, starting, of course, with Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. So, I... So, going in, I was like, you know, I love Tom Holland because of Spider-Man, really. Um, and I just wasn't sure, um, but then the trailers came out and sold me, and then watching the movie, I'm sold more on Tom Holland being Nathan Drake, and if they're gonna continue with this, the movies, I think there's a lot more room to grow, but that's the same thing when he, Tom Holland was playing Spider-Man, so. I think it was a home run. Mm-hmm. Like, I was so unsure about it as well, because it's like, going through the games and you see I think a lot of the community was attached to what Drake was like in Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. Like, sort of like the old, like, settle-down family man, five o'clock shadow. Right. And we forget that at the start of the games, he was this young treasure hunter. And I think that Holland really played Drake well. Um, 
just the wit, the humor, the charisma, the cockiness, um, and then just being able to move on screen, similar to how Drake did in the game. Mm-hmm. I that was the best choice that they could have made as the main character. Yeah, I mean, I was really impressed by his banter with the other characters, and yeah, I I knew going in that Tom Holland's athleticism was going to pay off, um, so I was really happy to see that, so. Yeah, and the, I, I think not only, like, just his charisma with Wahlberg, but his charisma with the whole staff, or the whole cast, was <laughs> really, really good. I think it was appropriate for each different character, <laughs> and it just, I think it made the whole cast better having holland as drake yeah i i really enjoyed him overall and i'm i'm excited if this continues like where he's going to take the character next um i think with probably some better direction we can see it evolve better um i guess we can get to the direction after we get through the cast but um uh let's talk about mark Wahlberg as sully so i don't know if i'm I don't think I'm sold still on Mark Wahlberg as Sully. I just feel like, but I feel like that's Mark Wahlberg as he plays himself <laughs> most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. So I think him and Tom Holland had good chemistry. It's just, I'm not quite sure if this was actually nailing who Sully is, but I didn't hate it. So I, I enjoyed it within the context of this movie. Yeah, I agree. I I thought he was okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that the chemistry with Holland saved it for <laughs> me. Now, I I don't think that the direction of the movie did Wahlberg any favors. No. It was clear that they were just cuz obviously Drake is a very complicated character and I think that they were just trying to push as much character development with Drake that they mm-hmm. could fit into an hour and a half. And they had to leave some things out, and they chose to leave it out with Sully, which is fine, 100% understand why they did it. Um, but I, I agree, there was just a little bit left to be desired with Wahlberg. And nothing against him, I thought he was hilarious in the movie, mm-hmm. I thought his chemistry with the cast was great, but definitely that was the most different character from the video games, was the, the Wahlberg version of Sully. Yeah, and like you said with the direction, I mean, it just, maybe with better direction of being like, Wahlberg, you actually need to get out of your box a little bit and, like, actually play this a little bit differently. Um, I I understand, I guess, the fact, like, they didn't want to take too many risks, but, like, I feel like they should have at least taken a couple with Wahlberg specifically, but... I, I agree, especially, like, with just how with how out there Sully is mm-hmm. from the games, they just sort of sprinkled it in. Like, with how close the age gap is between the two, or at least what it was perceived to be in the movie, mm-hmm. it was sort of weird that they threw in, like, the, okay, kid. And it's like, well, where did that come from? Like, that that just seemed kind of like a weird, like, are you mentoring him? Or are you just sort of doing this together? And I think that the whole mentorship role was just kind of missed. Um, yeah. until they just sort of brought it back, like, oh, right, they are, well, you know, like, father-son type, um, and, and I think that that was a big part of it, that that was missed with the movie, um, 
but I think Wahlberg did okay with it. Yeah, also him making the crotchety old man jokes that Sully makes, I just didn't fit with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I, I agree. The whole thing, like, the, the taking care of the cat, like, the, yeah. the, the person on the app said, I'm like, Wahlberg, you're like 40. <laughs> Like, you're not that old. Yeah, I, it's it's just so weird, and I, I don't know. Um, I think, uh, what, like a decade ago or something, that they were planning on making Mark Wahlberg Nathan Drake, and so they yeah. just decided to cast him as Sully now because it's ten years older. Uh, so, so I don't know. I definitely, um, <laughs> like with these, like Tom Holland did great, as we've said, I... I still sort of wish it was, like, the fan film with Nathan Fillion, and, like, I think Stephen Lang was playing Sully, and I would prefer those two, or... I, and I understand, like, obviously Nathan Fillion's a bit too old to play Nathan Drake at this point, but... Yeah, I... I think that Wahlberg as Sully did as great as we would expect Mark Wahlberg as Sully to do. Yeah. And I, I it was a different direction, and... I, I think that they hit a couple of times. They missed a couple times, but they hit a couple times. And honestly, it was better than I expected it was going to be. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, all right. And then we have Sophia Ali as Chloe. I, I think once we saw the trailer and once we saw that an actress was coming in with Sully and Nate, I was like, she looks exactly like Chloe, how I would picture her to be in the movie. And luckily she was playing Chloe. So I was really happy. I think she was a great casting choice for that. I just wish they didn't underuse her. Like with Nay, it just basically tricks her, giving her the wrong coordinates. I thought that was a bit cheap to just put uh, Chloe out of the movie in that way at the end. Um, I like. I just think the writing and the direction should have been better for her character. But I have nothing against uh, the casting. I agree. I want one thing that I did like that I think goes under notice is that in the game, in the second game specifically, there's the ode to that, like, Chloe and Drake have this romantic history that doesn't... I'm glad that they didn't do anything with that. Right. I definitely thought when they were in the hotel room that that was going to happen, mm -hmm. and I'm glad that it didn't happen because I was like, that's just like the cheap... I think that that's like a cheap thing that movies do mm -hmm. um, just to add a little bit more interest, and I'm glad that they didn't because I don't think that the characters themselves like um, were directed in that way. Right. Um, but I... I agree with you. I think that there was a little bit left to the imagination. Now, granted, kind of what it was like before, you have to take time to develop Drake and you have to take it away from other characters. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, um, Chloe was the one that didn't get developed as much. And I have some theories on that that we can talk about later for like the future right. um, of the series. But I definitely thought that it was a good casting, underutilized as as the character progressed through the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's just like you said with the hotel room scene. Like, I I think at least the good thing about the direction in this movie is they sort of went the family friendly route a little bit and like didn't go as far as they could have liked the games. So yeah. Um totally understandable for that one but um 
let's talk about more underused, and we'll talk. We'll rank him later. But Antonio Banderas as uh, Mancada, and I was really excited. I thought uh, like, okay, Antonio Banderas as the big bad guy of this, and they were building him up, and then all of a sudden they just kill him, and I was just like, okay, sure, you want to make Braddock this uh, bigger threat, but. By far, Antonio Banderas' Mikado was the far, far, far more interesting character of the two. When I was watching it, his death was that huge twist that mm-hmm. I was like, oh my goodness, Like I can't believe that that happened. And then shortly after, I'm like, why? Like, why <laughs> did they do that? Because I, I agree that... like. Um, he was so ru- I mean, he killed his own father. Yeah. Like, he was already, like, ruthless enough as a villain. Like, he checked that box, mm-hmm. and he was really good on camera. Right. Really good, um, really good banter. Um, I, I think that his, like, sort of villain monologues were just short enough to get the point across, but not long enough to be, like, you know, kind of distasteful. Right. He was great up until up until the his death and <laughs> I, I'm with you I was really disappointed the rest of the movie that it ended up being Braddock because I, I just don't think that the character you know played that that type of villain role yeah it just like I, that's a flaw in the writing and directing like really if they let Antonio Banderas's character live like they let Mankata live I really believe that the movie would have been even better like it just flaw in the writing and direction I agree and especially like I it's hard for me to compare it to the games and I, I don't really want to but then I I think I kind of have to when you look at the fourth game and you look at the dynamics of, like, Flynn and Nadine. Or Rafe that, and Nadine. That was Rafe, or, yeah, sorry, Rafe and Nadine. <laughs> and that's what Braddock and Santiago were. Yeah. And it's really, it's hard to overlook that when they even wrote Braddock exactly like Nadine throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And then just flip that switch. It, that that was really hard for me to look past. Yeah, it's it was def- they were definitely teasing that. Obviously, they have the auction scene from four, and so it's like I I don't think like it is. It's hard to make comparisons, but they literally want you to make comparisons in the movie. So, yeah. um, that was tough, but um, yeah. And then I mean, I guess let's talk about Tati Gabrielle as Joe Braddock. Um, yeah, just was intimidating, but she's the far less interesting version of Nadine, uh, and it just, I didn't really care, like, I feel like they shoved in the part where, oh, she supposedly killed Sam, uh, and that's her, like, uh, rivalry, or her, like, um, connection to Nathan Drake, is that she supposedly killed Sam off-screen, and then, it's it's just like I don't know, and then I just really didn't care when that final showdown, and then she just gets crushed by the boat. So yeah, I now I mean like good on her for like as a villain, and she did kill two people in the movie. 
that that we know of. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it sort of checks, like, you know, she's willing to do whatever it takes to get on top. It was just that first development as that role player <laughs> to then just get shot up to, like, now I'm heading it. There's nothing against the act. I thought that, uh, I thought that um, Tati Gabriel played Braddock very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really good casting. Mm-hmm. And I think she played the villain role well. I just think that they did a really big disservice having two main villains sort of like trade off halfway through the movie. I wish that they would have just had one and stuck with it. Right. Yeah. I, it, nothing against the casting. I mean, I feel like Wahlberg's the only one where it's eh, but I feel like he would have been even better with better writing and direction. So that's what it primarily falls down to is writing and direction. Especially, I, I kind of wish that there was more of like a showdown. Mm-hmm. Than between Drake and Braddock, mm-hmm. there really wasn't, um, and that was a little disappointing, especially because like they were definitely doing like the ode to like the fourth game, yeah, and how iconic that boss battle was. Not saying it had to be the exact same, like you can't really recreate something that iconic, right? But I think like just something a little bit more would have made me a little bit happier. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's everything. I think that's everything for the casting. Um, I mean, I can't really... I mean, aside from Moncada's father, but he dies, so... Yeah. As well. <laughs> um, but, um, alright, the the uh, Easter eggs, and then we'll get to the post-credits. Easter eggs, obviously the big one. Nolan North cameo. Um, yeah. I had to tell my parents because they had no idea. I know you said that your theater experience was uh, was uh, loving it. Yes, yes, it, it was. It was really cool mm-hmm. um, overall, especially like um, diving into. Of course, like when I buy when I bought all the games, like you know, I always bought all the extra like packs and behind the scenes stuff and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it was like really cool to to see that that this was like a very long time in the making and i think it was really good that they paid tribute to like the first drake yeah and even just having him be like i think i experienced something like that before and it's like okay (laughs) like i loved it and i don't know it just i i wish my theater would have had a better reaction but i definitely think i along with my parents i mean i think everybody else in the theater was had never played the games before, just was a casual viewer, so, mm-hmm. um, which is fine, but, uh, <laughs> definitely not the best theater experience I've ever had, so, uh, unfortunately, but, I didn't expect it going in, but, um, all right, and then all these strikes from the games, the plane sequence, we've talked about the auction from four, um, the, even the pirate ships were from four, um, even just the way they did the beginning where they had the plane and then they cut back and show you the lead up was like from two. Yeah. So I, I was just about to comment on, um, on the opening scene, which I thought was brilliantly done. Mm-hmm. I thought like for the general audience, like that's a hook, like immediately, like that's the hook that you want to get this casual viewer to latch onto. Right. Um, but immediately I was like, what are they is this two? No, this is three, but it's two. Like, <laughs> it, it was, I thought it was brilliantly done. I also thought that, um, what I was going to say before, I thought that the, the final, like, battle, if you want to call it that, 
was so similar to the the final boss battle in Uncharted One. Yeah. How it was sort of like, like it was there, not really there, and sort of um, Navarro ends up getting like caught and into the ocean with the um, the El Dorado. Like it was a very similar ode that like wrapped up the movie, which right. I thought was kind of interesting. Right, like with the helicopters in one carrying El Dorado out, and then they're here carrying yeah. the pirate ships. Yeah, to- totally. It was an ode to every game so that was cool to see but um what else was there i mean i think i was gonna say something else but now it slipped my mind uh the the crosses from four which mm -hmm. then combined to the key which is very similar to the key to shambhala in two um which i was excited about like Mm -hmm. oh like what are they like of course it's the crosses but they didn't acquire them the same way like what what is this i'm like oh it's the key like so I, i was very happy with that yeah, oh, and then what I was going to say, the orphanage scene from 4 as well with Sam oh, and Nate. Yeah, yep. uh, that, and uh, and I liked, I know my dad leaned over at the beginning part when they went from a young Nate who was crying to, fast forward to Tom Holland, like, in the in the middle of that shot. My dad said that that was a really good shot and, uh, and when that happened, so that, that was a good piece of direction there i (laughs) i wish the direction would have been as good as that throughout but yeah um, it the director's also one that directed movies like venom which (laughs) is not a great movie either other than like it's probably a good b movie where it was entertaining but not great Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i guess i didn't really expect much else coming from this director yeah i i think that they did a good job of making the storyline semi-original, sort of creating, like, a new universe mm-hmm. for, for Uncharted um, while keeping sort of, like, the main staples very much so intact. I think that they did a good job of making the, the gaming community happy as well as trying to incorporate a new audience. Right. Uh, absolutely. Like, it was easy to follow for the general audience, and that's something you said as well, so... Um. <clears throat> <clears throat> um then let's get to our uh our uh oh and then when uh when when nathan drake gets his gun straps from one and you hear the uncharted theme finally come in i was like why wasn't this playing more in the movie because like you you had the option to play it at other parts of the movie but i guess they were like they felt like this was the moment when he earned it yeah and i can kind of see that too i mean when you're playing the games, you're already a treasure hunter. You're never not a treasure hunter. Right. And But in the movie, you're not a treasure hunter. Or Drake isn't a treasure hunter, and you're, uh, he's trying to, to get into the game for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I think it was used... I thought that that moment was very, very good. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. Like the, I think the Uncharted soundtrack is pretty iconic. Mm-hmm. And... I wish that they would have done a little bit more with it throughout the movie. I think that there were times that they could have done it without overdoing it. Right, even just, like, silently in the background, um, like, hearing little bits of it, like they've done with other movie soundtracks in other movies. Like, they definitely could have had places for it, and it's just... It was weird even in the trailers that they just kept playing pop music, and I just never thought that fit. Yeah. So... Um, 
All right, uh, the, the post-credits. Uh, first post-credit. I mean, I knew when they were saying that Sam was dead, I'm like, like if they're taking from the games we know sam's not dead yeah uh and so sam's alive in prison sending letters to nate um i i i I guess we didn't talk about his i mean i didn't really know who the actor was but he did fine for the little screen time he had um as sam so i guess if they're gonna move forward then we'll get to see this version of sam and uh if, if he works with tom holland so yeah, I thought that um, I thought that it was funny, like that they incorporated like Sully into the backstory mm-hmm. of like he worked with Sam, and it was like sort of the same thing as in the game, but instead of Rafe and Drake, it was Sully who watched him get shot, and then right, you know, who knows what happens after that. Um, so that was, I guess, interesting. But it was a plot hole that I guess that was the easiest way to fix it mm-hmm. um, was to have Sully be a part of it. But um, I-, I knew as soon as Sully said that in the movie, I was like, he has to be in jail. Like, it has to be in that uh, Panama jail, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no other option. He's still alive doing whatever Sam is doing. And you kind of know that that's going to be the the plot of are a major plot of the second movie if they choose to do one yeah i I mean i feel like with the money it's making and we'll we'll get to the second post credit scene here shortly but like um i feel like with as much money as it's making right now i think they'll be able to do a sequel just based on that because movies like venom ended up getting a sequel just because they made a bunch of money uh uh and you know not because they were good like great movies so (laughs) um (laughs) Alright, um, the second post credit scene, so, uh, Nate is interrogating the dude with an eye patch, and then Sully comes in with the mustache, um, and, <laughs> which I'm not entirely sure works on Mark Wahlberg, but whatever, um, and then, uh, they get the Kriegsmarine map, and as soon as I heard that, I'm like, Uncharted 1, they're gonna do Drake's fortune, and they go outside, and well and then the dude with the eye patch mentions roman as well um mm-hmm. and then they go outside and they get stopped so i don't we don't know if it's like elena or if it's roman and navarro it's probably one of those uh uh so i'm uh if they're doing drake's fortune next it's it's interesting to do that i mean like they could have started with it but i get for the general audience it's probably better to lean them in this way um, but I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting just to do Drake's fortune next. If that's the direction that they're heading with doing like a movie version of the exact of, of the game. I definitely think that, um, well, I mean like this movie definitely incorporated three and four the most. Mm-hmm. Definitely think that the next one is going to incorporate one and two the most. And I, this is where I wanted to get at with Chloe Frazier's character that they didn't really do much development. I think that the next movie is the time where you get it because I think that they're going to incorporate a love triangle because I, I think that they're going to introduce Elena and I think that's how they're going to bump Chloe's character mm-hmm. um, like up a notch um, just like they did in the second game. Right. Um, but I think that 
I think that the general plot of the first game um, lends itself well to a loose interpretation in a movie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think the plot of the first game is pretty basic, so mm-hmm. um, it would fit well at this point. I mean, I I don't know if they're going to incorporate Sam then in this next one because he wasn't in the first game, obviously, so I, I don't know if they're going to put Sam in this one or not. I mean, obviously, since it's the movies, they can change whatever they want, so... Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's interesting. I I definitely, like I said, I think with, with as much money as it's making right now, I think we will get the sequel in, like, two years, so... I really hope that they do. I... It... I think it added a lot of, I think it added a lot of value to the franchise as a whole, mm-hmm. and I think it blew away like a lot of like previous expectations mm-hmm. that I think that people had about it, including myself. Um, I, I'm really excited for what they're gonna do for a second one if they choose to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. So then let's get into our rankings. So we'll start with the villains. So as as it stands right now. Lazarevich is uh, number one with the perfect six. Um, I don't see that changing. Um, uh, Rafe at number two with a 5.6. Nadine at 5.2. Flynn at five. Uh, Talbot, 4.65. That's the top five. Then we got Marlo at 4.2. Eddie Raja at 3.76. Navarro at 3.75. Roman at 3.1. And Ramses at 2.2. 2.9 um so let's go Mancata. so i re- like i like we said i really wanted to see more of antonio banderas the problem is he gets killed when they're trying to build up his character and i really can't i really can't rank him that high um as a result i'm gonna give him a two i wanted to rank him higher but it's unfortunate what ended up the decisions that were made creatively or director wise and writing wise so yeah, I I hate to agree with that, but it's really hard for me to disagree with that. The only the only like counterpoint that I would have is like, and I hate this. I hate using the eye test as as a as a measure because there's nothing logical about it. Mm-hmm. But like I, I think about that Marlow rating. And it's just like, let's be real. <laughs> like, I definitely think that he is a better villain than Marlo. Yeah. But the problem is, like, Marlo has the, has the evidence, like, the backup for rating. And there's just so much speculation that I have to do to argue my way mm-hmm. um, that, that he's up there. I, I think I'm going to be a little bit more generous, but I probably... I'm probably in a three. I'll give him, like, that perfect half, because I, I think that he had so much unused potential, but I I can't give him anything better than that halfway point for the exact reasons that you stated. Right. Like like I said, if they would have given him more to do in the movie and they not killed him off, I would probably put him higher. Mm-hmm. Like, very likely would put him higher, but... Don't we don't know what that looks like because it didn't happen. So Mankato's at a two point five. He is in last place at the moment. I mean, unfortunately. Um, 
Joe Joe Braddock. I gave a three two for purely for intimidation. She had she did kill two people in this movie, but she, you know, unfortunately, she turned out to be the main antagonist of the movie by by the midway point, and uh, just wasn't that interesting. Uh, but I'll give her higher than Mankata just because she lasted longer and killed him. So, yeah, three for me for Braddock. Um, yeah, I I understand. I, I definitely understand that. Um, I it's hard for me to look past what was at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the beginning of the movie, like she was really, really, really good, mm-hmm. and. I think that if they would have kept her on that path, it would have been better. Um, but you're right, she'd have killed two people. Um, there is some history um, that isn't really stated much, but there is a little bit of history between her and Drake, or at least her and the Drakes. Mm-hmm. Some history between her and Sully. I think that I would have to be in that four range. Mm-hmm. Um just because of my rating of a three, um, would put him at the uh, would put her at the same level. I don't think I think that she's a little bit better because of the screen time. Mm-hmm. So I would have to put Braddock at a four um, with that to just split. Yeah. All right. Uh, Braddock is above Roman Ramses and Mancata. She is below uh, Navarro. So three point five. What was the score for Ramsey's again? Two point nine. I don't, I don't like Mankata being below Ramsey's. I don't either, but I just. <sighs> There's not a lot of evidence to push him up, but at the same time, like I can't like the the eye test. Like Ramsey's doesn't pass the eye test yeah. for me at all. Yeah, you know what? I'll put Mankata at a three so I can boost it to a three to beat Ramsey's because I, I agree with you and I like Antonio Banderas, but I can't push me past a three. I, I 100% agree. Yeah. I, I, that is the most, I think he's the most disappointing, mm-hmm. disappointing villain um, because he, he could have been so much, so much more, I think. I also think Braddock could have been a lot more. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm cool with Ramsey's being in last. I, I'm totally. I'm not going to defend uh, <laughs> a really like a side villain. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, let's uh, now let's hit the uh, movie slash games. Uh, in first place, Uncharted Four: Thieves End at five point nine five. Uh, second, Uncharted Two: Among Thieves, uh, five point eight. Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception in third with a 5.1, and Uncharted Drake's Deception at a 4 uh, in last place, and we didn't rank The Lost Legacy, which I still need to play, so... <laughs> um, and I will not play the PS Vita version. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you for that one. Um, Alright, Uncharted the movie, I'm gonna give a 4.5. It is a really solid, entertaining movie, like a B-movie, um, the writing and direction could have been a lot better, and that's, like, the unfortunate reason of me putting it this low, but as an Uncharted fan and just as a 
general movie-going fan uh, who loves watching this stuff, like, I still really enjoyed it. And I think a 4.5 is really good for a movie that I really enjoyed but has a lot of flaws with the writing and direction. So um, so you said that um, Uncharted 1 had a 4. Yeah. Uncharted 3 had a what? 5.1. Uh, okay. Then, yeah. Um, so I, I'm at a 4.25 with mm-hmm. the Uncharted movie. Um, I definitely think that... Um, there was some left to be desired, mm-hmm. which going into it, you already know. There's no way that you can hit fit a full game franchise in an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it did a lot to separate itself into like its own universe, um, which I think was really important. I didn't realize how important it was until I watched it. Right. Um, they did a lot to make the characters similar, but not the same. And I think that their twists on the different um, characters were really, really, really solid. Um, but it just, just to your points, I don't think that they, um, I don't think that there was as much depth. Um, there was more depth than one, I think, mm-hmm. but less depth than the other games. And um, that's really hard to look past when you're trying to compare the two. So I think a 4.25 for me, I think that it is significantly better than the first game mm-hmm. and the story in that, um, but definitely a lot left to be desired. Yeah, I um, yeah, totally agree with that. Um, it is at a 4.38, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's solidly above the first game, uh, but below the uh, 2, 3, and 4, so, and I'm, I'm comfortable with that, uh, so... Yeah, would I have liked it to be better? Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully the second movie will be better. Um, and they'll, I feel, I hope they find a better director. Um, <laughs> so, I, I hope that they also aren't afraid to get near that two-hour mark mm-hmm. for a runtime. Mm-hmm. I think that this movie would have done a lot with an extra ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I feel like. Couple characters probably would have been fleshed out more, and we wouldn't. Maybe we wouldn't have had to get rid of Chloe in the final act. I don't know. With little bit of time, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm cool with this. Um, so that's the end. Um, I think that since the last time we talked about Uncharted, uh, the pot uh, at the podcast, uh, we. Uh, for Tribe Nerds, we added a nerdy news, uh, so we kind of just, like, bring up anything that's come about, that's news that's gotten released that has to do with any nerdy thing you can think of, um, in general. Like, today, they just released, uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet, uh, versions, uh, new starters, and we, uh, so we have a cat, a dino croc, and a duck that looks like Donald Duck. (laughs) <laughs> so I have not had the chance to see that, so that's what I'm doing as soon as I get off here. <laughs> yep, yep. I um, yeah. It, it's interesting, and I think, I think um, you'll see when you when you watch the trailer. But I think it looks like it's gonna be a region that's uh, modeled after Spain. Wonderful. So um, I th- I think it. I'm I'm hoping Gen Nine's going to be good. I still haven't played Legends Arceus. Um, I haven't either. So I'm I'm hoping to. 
I st- I never finished Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, so um yeah, I I, I and I 100 uh, percented uh Sword and Shield, so wonderful. Um but that's Yeah, I keeping it uncharted related. You know, this is me like yeah. bragging that I have that elite access to the PS5, but um they did do a remaster of Uncharted 4 and the Lost Legacy. Um, I have not played a lot of it, but oh my gosh, they look absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, so, like, I, I can't wait to replay both of those um, on the next gen. Um, and now it'll be going on three gens with Uncharted, which is really significant. That's insane. I mean, we're 15 years since the first, since Drake, uh, Drake's Fortune came out, too. Like, um... That's insane to me that that we're five years away from having Uncharted be 20 years old. And it's really crazy that there almost wasn't a third. Yeah. Like, that's the crazy part, that one and two were so quick, and the the reception wasn't great for it. But then they just decided that with with the PS4 coming up, that, like, let's try it again, and let's do the, uh, let's make a third and make it high def, and it hit, and... It's so funny that the third one hit. I don't think the third one is the strongest game, but I mean, I'm glad it did because yeah, it um, it, it definitely it definitely jump started the series, and very glad that it did. Oh, absolutely. We wouldn't we wouldn't have talked about four games in a movie on the podcast if it hadn't. So, no. um, I'm trying to think of anything else like recently that just came about that's nerdy related do you have do you have anything else zach um other than i other than the trailer for the new batman movie right right um which got me interested so mm-hmm. uh, other than that i i haven't seen anything recently yeah next week the batman comes out so um yeah, I, I'm still debating over whether I wanted to see it, but I figured if I watch as many movies as I can that I am slightly interested in even, then that's probably a good thing. Uh, um, I guess I haven't been as big of a fan of the directions that some of the DC movies have taken, um, but mm-hmm. the Batman, from what everything I've seen, looks like it'll probably be a good movie. Um and I, the last DC movie I watched was the new Suicide Squad, which I also liked, but that was also, because I, I think I watched that because it was the same direct, James Gunn who directed the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, so like, I, yeah, it was a familiar direction because I liked the director's work, so. Oh, and um, I guess like one, one last thing, because I, I finished the game within the last month. Yeah. Um. They are writing, or at least in the preliminary stages of writing, a Last of Us Part Three. Ooh! And um, the show is coming to HBO in a year or two, I think. Yeah, I um, heard they, they cast Nick Offerman as um, Joel's brother, so that was like a sort of big name cast. But um, but yeah, similar to Naughty Dog, um, the Last of Us franchise is getting a huge push forward. Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, it's, it's another Naughty Dog pro, uh, product, correct? Yes. Okay, so, I mean, Naughty Dog has been super successful with a lot, like, almost all their gaming franchises. I mean, 
Uncharted, Last of Us, Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Daxter. I mean, I none of those franchises are bad. Or at least they weren't. They didn't have bad stuff when Naughty Dog was making the games. Uh, yeah. Specifically talking about Crash Bandicoot, which I <laughs> had some games that weren't up to par. <laughs> so, um, I other than that, I mean, and I uh, end of March also the Moon Knight TV series is coming out on Disney Plus, the next uh, Marvel thing. So, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be talking about that on the podcast in a month, probably with Gabe, but. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, other than that, I think that's all we have, so, um, yeah, any other time you want to come on the podcast, Zach, we can figure out something else, but I, I don't know how, uh, if we'll have any other Uncharted content to talk about, uh, for a while. No, we just have to, uh, figure out, hopefully I'm available for any more Pokemon talk, because I've been trying to, to get on to talk about Pokemon, but, uh, has it worked out, but, um, I really appreciate you for having me on for this, and, you know, maybe in, in two years again, we'll reconvene and talk about the second movie, hopefully. Yeah, I, I hope that's the case. And we'll, I'll, we can see about if we can do something else Pokemon related, because I know you unfortunately missed when Will and JJ and I did our full go through of all eight generations of Pokemon, <laughs> which was fun, but it was a very long process. <laughs> so... All right, well, if that's all, uh, we will see you guys next time on The Tribe of Nerds.